Channel 4 Studios in Dallas and Fort Worth. This is News 4 Texas at 6. Well, the people in Minnesota sure feel like they've been victims of crime. We have stolen their hockey team. Hello and welcome to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. This podcast will go into detail the Norm Green curse and Minnesota sports failures since 1992. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. I am your host, Jay Rhodes, and I've got my co-host here, Froze. Froze, how are you doing tonight? Hey, you know, you know how I do. Every night, all good. All right, he is here, he is here. We are on episode 10. We made it to double digits without getting canceled so far, so that's that's cause for some celebration, I think, right there. Dude, I'd like to see someone try to cancel us at this point. Exactly. I think we've done more than enough to get canceled, so if we've done it so far, I think we're pretty much golden for the rest of the way. Um, I'm going to start out episode 10 with a cheers. My cheers is going out to these two dudes, and you'll definitely know why in a second. All right, so congratulations goes out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. They won Super Bowl 55, and we ain't going nowhere. Episode 10 of the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast ain't going anywhere. You know who did go somewhere, though? Joe, he's gone. He's out of here. He did not pick the Buccaneers to win. He picked the Chiefs. I mean, all of us got – I mean, our picks are totally off. I mean, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Joe, 31-27. He got the 31 right, but for the wrong team. He picked the Chiefs. You picked Tampa Bay, so you got that right. But your score was 37-34. You were going for a shootout. Dude, uh, wait, wait, hold on. That's not that far off. Like, I just got the cheats off, man. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went off. Like, I was off by six points on Tampa Bay. So, give me some credit. Nope. Price is right rules, man. You went over. Uh Price is right rules. That's how we play in this house. So, I had 41-28 Tampa Bay. So, I was definitely over. But congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won Super Bowl 55 in dominating fashion. What do you think about the game, Strokes? It it was it was exactly how I thought it was going to be in a way. So when I gave my prediction, I was I was hedging because the Chiefs obviously the Chiefs offense insane. But I was hedging because at the same time, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was insane. Like, that defensive line was – that's something else. And they were like that the entire playoffs. That's why I actually picked the Bucks, not just because of the, the great one, but, damn, that defense was good. That defense was awesome. I mean, uh, 
yeah, Tampa Bay looked like they didn't have any holes in them at all that entire time. And they knew exactly how to pressure Patrick Mahomes and get him frustrated and pretty much put him on a one-man island rushing for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. That's insane. So they did, they did their job, and they did well above what anybody else believed that they could have done against the Kansas City Chiefs. So cheers out to them. Cheers to them, and cheers to uh, basically the one football player that actually makes football the most fun sport alive. Cheers to Rob Gronkowski, man. Oh, Love man, this that guy. guy is just Love great. this guy. Love him so much. That that T-Mobile commercial even epitomizes it. <laughs> Tom Brady's like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing Gronk with me. Mom, where's my football pants? <laughs> He's ready to go. He's like, oh, I guess I'm playing. But, man, let's let's talk about drunk Tom Brady. Because oh, that, yes, you saw his yes, videos? Yes, I Let's love talk about song. drunk Tom Brady. Let's talk about, okay, and I made a meme for it because people were making memes all over the place of, like, the album cover with the explicit lyrics with Tom Brady being literally weekend at Bernie's carried off the boat. And my, my title for the uh, album was goat juice. I think that's a great title for the, Absolutely. for the album of drunk Tom Brady is goat juice. Let, let's talk about, let's talk about the pass. <laughs> so Tom Brady can not only throw it 60 yards down the field on a thread, he can throw the Vince Lombardi trophy over a body of water into a moving boat. From another moving boat. Two. That was his best wait, pass all year. Wait, wait, wait. Also, don't don't forget this part. Two, one, number eighty-seven, Rob Gronkowski. Yes, yes. All he does is throw touchdown passes, even if it includes throwing the Lombardi Trophy while his daughter is going, "Daddy, no, Daddy, no!" And he's throwing it across the boat to another boat to a teammate with the Lombardi Trophy. I mean, that's. It's not the best Lombardi moment I've ever seen. Um, the best Lombardi moment I've ever seen is Rob Gronkowski taking it to Fenway and doing batting practice with it. He dented the freaking trophy because they were throwing – one of the Red Sox play, pitchers was throwing the ball to him, and he was going to try to hit the ball with the, uh, the end of the Lombardi trophy where the football is. And he made contact, and he – dented the Lombardi trophy. Like I thought the Rob Gronkowski was no longer allowed to ever touch the Lombardi trophy again after that. So I, 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 I'm going to definitely say that was an awesome moment. I am not going to say that's better than Tom Brady throwing the fucking Lombardi trophy, like literally over an ocean to Rob Gronkowski, who he throws the, the rock to regularly and scores touchdowns and they make a complete, Perfect pass, completion, touchdown. Like, I I don't know, man. It doesn't get any better than Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi, Lombardi trophy to Rob Gronkowski. I don't know. I don't think it gets better. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. It reminded me of uh, on Ted 2 where they go and they try to jerk off Tom Brady to get the semen. And, oh, this is the episode of me canceled. Oh, crap. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. This is a, <laughs> yeah, there it goes. That was it. Episode 10 is where we're done. So they're going sneaking into Tom Brady's house, and he catches them, and he finds Ted, and he throws Ted out the window, and he hits him, and it's like, that was a perfect spiral. <laughs> so Tom Brady can't do anything wrong, ever. Well, one of our uh, – I won't call her a listener. She's a, I guess, 
sort of pretty close to me, I guess. I don't know. I married her. But she put out something that said the only thing that could stop Tom Brady is. <laughs> and she posted a picture of Tom Brady in a Minnesota Vikings uniform on our Facebook page. That was absolutely brilliant when I saw your wife post that on our page. I was like, she gets it. She gets Minnesota sports. 100%. Because if there was anything that could stop Tom Brady, it's the curse of Norm Green. Like, I don't care who we have as quarterback right now. If that curse does not get lifted, we are not winning a Super Bowl, period. Not with Deshaun Watson, not with Kirk Cousins, not with Tom Brady, not with Aaron Rodgers. It's – Doesn't it – We're cursed. It's not going to happen. Doesn't it make you want the try, though? Like, don't you really want, like, hey, Tom and Rob, come over here. Let's see if we can actually break the curse. Like, or is it – For content? Or is it, for content? Or is it bigger yeah. than you? Like, because Tom Brady is bigger than our curse, I feel like. I would love to see it happen just for the content. He would. Just for the fact that, like, I think our podcast would blow up. We could probably get Tom Brady on an interview after that. Like, with Tom Brady and Dalvin Cook? Like, come on. Come on. I'd still want the Gronker, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, we know Rudolph's going to be gone, so we're not going to have him. Um, I, I honestly do not. Irv Smith Jr. Sorry, we don't need Irv Smith okay. Jr. If we got Gronk, Gronkowski, do you even care if we have any tight end that we currently have? If we can get Gronk and Tom Brady, no, no, I don't even care what rec- receivers we have. I would give up Justin Jefferson for Tom Brady, hands down, because he would give it to anybody. He would, he would make, I don't know, Tyler Conklin an MVP because it's Tom Brady, the goat. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, good Super Bowl, fun Super Bowl. Commercials were nothing. Uh, hey, the dude, weekend dude, was dude, nothing. Let's let's go on. I mean, I'm not done with the Super Bowl thing. Let's let's continue with the Super Bowl thing. Um, did you bet at all? So I had a good amount of very low bets on the uh, what what is the sports betting one we have i use bovada but no it was uh like DraftKings. oh okay so um we use uh fanduel Fanduel. that's what we use shout out to fanduel shout out to fanduel yeah so i had a few small bets on fanduel but nothing nothing paid out on it at all i mean my players my team was just not what was expected from that game i mean I don't even know what the uh, what the prop bet was that Gronkowski was going to catch the first touchdown, but I know it was big. So I actually did really well, um, risking us get canceled. But I uh, I bet on Bovada. Shout out Bovada, Overshores. But um, I actually did pretty well. I uh, I bet forty. I, I was betting small still. Bet forty. Ended up up sixty. So. 40 units, that's pretty bold. Oh, no, 40 yeah, units. No, but I had – so <laughs> I had 20 on Tampa Bay to win. Easy. Yep. Easy money at that point. But then uh, the one I hit on was a tight end to actually catch the first touchdown, which thank you, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Cheers. That's pretty bold. I like it. And yep. then uh, I also hit on 
Oh, man. I only missed on two. The only two that I missed on was oh, – actually, I missed on Kelsey. I actually thought Kelsey was going to score the first one, and I bet on it. But yeah. it wasn't on a parlay card, so no big deal. But, yeah, Thanks. I mean, invested 40 160 like, overhead, so $100 net, all good. It's always a good day when you do that. So – yeah, Super Bowl, I liked it. Um, I didn't like the halftime show. I thought it was weird. I thought it was very, I don't know, it wasn't put together well. It didn't seem to be as extravagant. I know COVID, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a Super Bowl halftime show that I go into it going, that was not like any other years, and they're not for a good reason. Okay, so question for you. Do you ever like them? I actually don't ever like the Super Bowl halftime show so i don't really know i i guess i didn't have much expectation on that one so i like them in a sense where like maybe i don't like the artists maybe i don't like the songs but i like the production of it like they, they seem to go like the shakira one last year went over the top like they they put on a good show with it and i don't know i don't like it when it's like the older um older bands or anything like that. I know the Janet Jackson thing changed a lot of halftime shows for many years, but um, I like it. I like it when there's newer ones, like the weekend, the weekend is new though. I didn't like the The weekend weekend is new. It is. And I, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I didn't hate the weekend songs. I didn't hate like the weekend actually in his own, but I just don't like the way that it was put together. Like it didn't seem like as, big of a halftime show as it could have it's been. It's COVID, man. Yeah, I know. But I just, I don't know. I have high expectations for the Super Bowl, even even during COVID. All right, I just thought of something that I'm going to want to talk to you about, but, like, we should probably get in the episode first. <laughs> okay, so let's get in the episode. This is episode 10. This is called One and Done Pups. And if you know what that means... That is talking about our favorite Minnesota franchise right now. I was raised by the wolves. Raised by the wolves. Anything is possible. This is a a Timberwolves episode. This is Kevin Garnett. This is KG. This is the big. Right in our wheelhouse. Has checked in. This is our wheelhouse. This is this is when actually, I don't know, basketball was fun. Like the nine, the late nineties, early two thousands, basketball was fun. You got Jordan, you got Kobe, you got Shaq, you have Kevin Garnett, you have Vince Carter, you have all these big names, like these superstars that just doesn't exist anymore in the NBA. And it's this was the heyday of the NBA, and the Minnesota Timberwolves were exciting, and they were there. And for seven seasons, we made the playoffs. Let's talk about those seasons. First off, first First one, ninety six. First off, have uh, actually, I have a question for you, Rhodes, because I'm not. I did not do my research. I will apologize to all our listeners, but number twenty, number twenty one has not been. uh, (laughs) It hasn't been retired yet in Minnesota Timberwolves history, has it? Do you have a leak that Kevin Garnett's coming back? Because I would love to leak that right now. No, I, I, I more have <laughs> a kind of a 
I don't know. I'll throw some shade on the T-Pups because the 21 should be in the rafters right now. 100%. 100%. If any number deserves to be in the rafters of the target center, number 21 needs to be up there. It should have been up there as soon as he retired from basketball. And, I mean, he's he's a Minnesota basketball legend. He's the, he's the Kirby he's Puckett the biggest name basketball. In Minnesota. He is the Kirby Pocket of Minnesota basketball, 100%. Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, KG. Yes, 100%. He should be in the rafters of the target center. Um, And whatever he wants to do, if he wants to coach, if he wants to be the GM, if he wants to be the president of basketball operations, I don't care. Give it to him. He deserves So since this is going to go off the rails, because this is a T-Pups episode, let's just go with this. So, Minnesota history, your favorite top 10 players, where's KG fit? Top, in Minnesota sports history? Yep, Minnesota sports history. He's three. Behind? Kirby Puckett and Randy Moss. So, I, I, I'm going to give a hot take here. He's two. Oh, I like that. Okay. Who's your Kirby. one? Yep. Kurt, it's got to be Kirby, right? And then yep. Kevin Garnett. Who who changed Minnesota sports? I mean, Kevin Garnett was so loyal to Minnesota. And, like, Minnesota actually gave him a pass so he could go win. I mean. Yeah. Moss is yeah, your Moss three, is though, right? my three. Okay, so we got the same top yeah. three, so we were we were without, definitely in. But I'll take okay, KG like that. at two, man. KG, like that that dude, Minnesota sports. Minnesota is so lucky to have that guy. Like, he's still around, too. Like, he's trying to buy the team. Yeah. Like, that dude is mm-hmm. so special to Minnesota sports. Like, there's, there's nothing that can take KG on my heart. 21, man. Yep. How great... Was it growing up in 1997, 1998, in the 2000s with Randy Moss and Kevin Garnett both on your TV screens at the same time? <laughs> How great to be a Minnesota sports fan, except for the curse. <laughs> what a great what a great time we could have had if we weren't cursed by Norm Green. What a bunch of championships we could have won in basketball and football. I don't know if you remember, KG actually late had Randy Moss shoes at one point. Do you remember that? Yeah, the Sports Illustrated apps, uh, cover where they switched jerseys. Yep, that's I love absolutely. that picture. Fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great photo. I mean, yes, Randy Moss, Kevin Garnett. So amazing. obviously, twins. Like we're gonna leave the third one, or we're gonna leave the fourth one off. So Mount Mount Rushmore, obviously Mount Rushmore. Are those the three? Other than the fourth, we're not gonna reveal our fourth, but those are three, right? Yes, those are the top three yeah, like, on the Mount Rushmore. Number four to so be named Rand- Randy KG, the big ticket, and Kirby. Kirby. I mean, Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, yeah Kirby's 100%. like the George Washington. He's he's good. He was there already. Yep. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's always been there. All right. So, yeah the the bigger the bigger than life type of superstars that we had 
in Minnesota. Those are definitely the three. Okay, so let's talk about Minnesota Timberwolves, 1996-1997. This is their eighth season in the NBA once they came a franchise. They had a losing record of 40-42. and 42. So let's just talk about a little bit, a couple of the players that they had on the team. So they had Garnett. We've already talked about him. They had Mr. Tom Gugliotta, Stefan Marbury, Sam Mitchell. Those were the big, big names that started out for the Timberwolves franchise, 96-97. Anything you want to say about any of these guys? Why don't we talk about Marbury already um, with his, the Ray Allen fiasco that we had. Um, but him and Garnett and Gugliotta, they definitely uh, started out strong for the Timberwolves. In oh, man, years. dude, I could talk about Gugliotta all day long, man. Like he was such a like, was he was great. a spot shooter. Like him with the ball, he turns around jumper. He's getting it at least eighty percent of the time. Yeah, love love Googs. Yeah. So we have a losing record, but we were in probably the worst division of the history of divisions. So there was Utah. They were sixty four and eighteen, which dominating the league. Houston Rockets fifty seven twenty five outstanding. Okay, and that's where it stops. Then it goes to us with a losing record. So they only have Houston and Utah with a winning record. Then it goes us at 40 and 42. Then Dallas, 24, 58. Denver, 21 and 61. And Vancouver Grizzlies, if anybody remembers the Vancouver Grizzlies, 14 and 68. That's a horrible division. That's brutal. I don't know. But they made the playoffs. Say, they made the playoffs. I was going to say, I don't know what you want me to say about yeah. that. There's nothing to say. It's rough. No, no. There's there's no Denver Nuggets stats that I think you're going to put on the 96-97 roster, I don't think. So this is their first playoff appearance ever. They make the playoffs 96-97. They are swept by the Houston Rockets in three games. But as we all know, it didn't matter. The Bulls were winning the title in 97 no matter what. Like, it's – it was a foregone conclusion that in 1997, that's that's Jordan's that's Jordan's championship. So it doesn't really matter who was going to be playing him anyways. But we made our first playoff appearance. Good start. Let's go to 97-98. They get a little better. They got a winning record, 45 and 37. Googly out of your boy, so he gets injured after 41 games, misses the rest of the season. So they're they're out with Gugliotta. This is their second straight playoff appearance. They lost the first round to Seattle Supersonics. All Gary Payton, three games to two. But once again, 1998, it didn't matter. The Bulls were winning the title in 98 no matter what. This is the Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen. Name every single player on the Bulls that was great in that comeback season. And nobody's beating the Bulls, 97-98. Give me a moment here. here. At all. So – Phil Jackson, it. you can go get bent. You actually are from Minot, Minnesota, or Bismarck, Minnesota, or North Dakota. You're, you're from somewhere in North Dakota, and you've sold out so hard. We don't care about you up here in the Midwest. And uh, Phil Jackson, if you ever listen to us, go fuck yourself. So <laughs> back to the T-Wolves. It's so funny with like people in North Dakota and Minnesota, like Minnesota is a little bit better. Like you don't have to like, if you stop for gas in North Dakota, like people in North Dakota will claim you 
So, like, they're all about claiming Phil Jackson and the Lakers and all this other stuff. But, see, us in Minnesota, we're a little bit more realistic on things. And, you know, Phil Jackson, you had a chance to be coaching these teams instead of the Bulls. You could have had a chance on getting Kobe to the to the Timberwolves. But you didn't, so. You could have no, actually coached Kevin Garnett, who is one of the best greatest. I'm, I'm not even going to hold back. Kevin Garnett is one of the best basketball players that has played in the NBA. So you could have had him. Yes, 100%. Kevin Garnett, amazing. Okay, so let's take a little break real quick. Um, let's go to our first ever voicemail. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Please enter your password. Then press pound. Hello guys, Dustin here. My question will be in regards of the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I believe, too, that the guys that cheated and used drugs should not be in the Hall of Fame. Just due to fairness of the guys that did it right, like the Griffies and Puckets. But my question will be, what about Pete Rose? I think it's time to let him in. He didn't do drugs. He leads the major leagues and hits. I think it's time to let him in. What do you guys think? Okay, so I want to thank Dustin Rose, for our Rose, first I love ever that voicemail question. question. Like, I'm so excited to answer this question. Like, this is a great Isn't it question. Great? This is so good. So I'll start with you. Go ahead and uh, answer what you think for Dustin's question. So – uh, Dustin, it, this is actually a very difficult one for me because I'm a gambler. I, I'm from Las Vegas. It's it's definitely in my blood. Don't think he should be allowed in. I it, it's it's there's an issue when it comes to when that time was around. He, I mean, games were being fixed. People were doing stuff that shouldn't be allowed in professional sports. I, I Dustin, I understand exactly what you're saying, but Dustin, uh, I can't get past you're not supposed to bet again while you're in prof- professional sports. I, I, I just can't get past that. So I am, I am 100% on board with Pete Rose not being in the Hall of Fame. So. All right. So I'm going to go 180 on that. He bet on his team while he was a player and a coach. He never bet against his team. He bet for his team. I understand betting is betting and betting is illegal and it is wrong and there was fixes and everything like that. But I can say that Pete Rose bet on himself. And he wasn't betting against himself. He wasn't losing games on purpose. I mean, let's go through his stats. There's no way you actually lose games on purpose by getting 4,256 hits, 3,562 games played, 14,053 at-bats, 3,215 singles, and 10,328 outs. All of those stats are best in baseball. Best in baseball. 
there's no way that he does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because he bet on baseball. He is the hands down one of the top 10 baseball I, I, players of all time. I'm going to strongly disagree. I don't care with you what he did. Cuz I will I will give you that he is one of the best baseball players of all time. 100%. Undisputed. There's no no reason to actually try to pretend that he's not. But dude, you broke the rules. And like you broke the biggest rule. Like it's it's not I mean, it's not hard. Just don't don't bet while you play. I mean, I don't I it's simple. Like when you go to school, when they tell you you're not allowed to go to the bathroom unless you have a hall pass, he didn't have a hall pass and he went to the bathroom. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to simplify as much as I can, but I mean, Pete Rose screwed up. Yes, you can pretend. Okay, not even pretend. He was one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Doesn't excuse him from breaking the rules. I mean, that's that's. All right, no, I'm not gonna make that. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna make the. I'm not gonna make the argument I was about to make. Yeah, but it would have been relevant too. But I mean. I'm sorry, you can't break the rules. Like just because you're good doesn't mean you're allowed to break the rules. I'm sorry, you follow the rules. I love your purest approach on this. Because like you're not going against you're not wavering for the steroid era, you're not wavering for Pete Rose, you're not wavering for anything else. Whereas for me, like I I kind of lean against all or nothing type of things because of the eras. Like this isn't an era thing. This isn't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was a lot more people who were betting on baseball. I'm not sure. I know he got the nickname Charlie Hustle when he was in Cincinnati for a reason. Like he was a hustler, like the entire well, way. Well, here's, so. here's another thing, Road Dog. Like, so something that this is actually very personal to me when it comes to what Pete Rose has, how he has handled himself. And I am going to go there. I've decided this is it's worth going there. Um, so today, obviously, this is recorded before you guys are going to hear it. Donald Trump just got acquitted, and for insurrection of the Capitol. This is where I'm going with this, though. Donald Trump to this day does not feel bad about it. He is not at any point felt bad about people dying. Now, that's extremely extra when it comes to Pete Rose. But when it comes to Pete Rose, Pete Rose has never said sorry. Pete Rose doesn't think he did anything wrong. Do you know what I... I have an autographed baseball on my shelf from Pete Rose that says, I'm sorry, I bet on baseball. So he has said it. He may not have said it to the major league baseball, but he it's, it's on a baseball that I have signed from Pete Rose. That and says, how long, I'm sorry. How long I bet ago on did that happen? Though? <laughs> now, oh yeah. You know, no, he's been, he's been yeah, so, uh, blackballed since 1991. And it was like 2004 that he actually admitted that he bet on baseball. So it's been a long time too, coming. Too that little, that too late. Should have been around. Um, 
the only thing that I see this as, so I understand it is it is in game. It's not it's not like somebody does something outside of the game, like on their off time or their off season, or if there's legal troubles or arrests or something like that that may may keep you out of the Hall of Fame, but may shouldn't because it's not actually part of the game. But like this really is a fine line between did he have an advantage in the game or did he break the integrity of the game or was it something that he was doing that was illegal outside of the realms of him playing baseball where it's like, you really can't tell how to draw that line either. So I understand where you're coming from, where people come from that they say, no, he bet on baseball. It's against the rules. He broke the rules. He broke the integrity, but is it the same as him getting arrested outside of a Las Vegas casino and getting yeah, into a fight different. and punching different. Because he, it's 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 different. I mean, but is it is it to the point? Is it to the point of the steroid era though? Like it's somewhere in between. Uh, there. Like those guys were doing illegal things to make a competitive I, I advantage. I don't think it's different. I actually do think it's on the same level. I I, I mean, I guess that's how I judge it. Um, like Pete Rose, like don't get me yeah. wrong, like and shout out to Pete Rose, like. Pete Rose, you are one of the best baseball players of all time, but you don't deserve to be anywhere near the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Like, you're trash because of how you handled yourself in baseball. Like, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to act that way. You didn't have to. Yeah, and what? Like, you're trash. Like, you didn't have to do that stuff. Like, just be a baseball player. Like, that's what baseball players do now. Like, Pete Rose, I love you, but screw you. Like I, I, I'm not doing any Pete Rose stuff. So <laughs> going against your Vegas guy, that is super surprising. But I understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough because I mean it's 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 something that like just it's never going to go away. Like he's, he's never going to make it. And we're, we're once again talking about a stupid like building that really, I'm pretty sure Mark McGuire doesn't care if he's in it or not. He's fine. Like he had an excellent career and he had, you know, plenty of money that he made from everything that he did. I'm pretty sure. No, I honestly, those guys, no, I actually you know, would think like that's it. a good point. There's, but I actually don't give a shit. If he's in the hall of fame. It's not that big of a deal. Because the Hall of Fame doesn't mean that much. Yeah. And it's a joke. It's just a popularity contest by writers that but think I want that they're better Pete than Rose players. to actually and never played. what he did. Like, I don't give a shit about the actual Hall of Fame. Like, Hall of Fame, like, everyone gets in the Hall of Fame, it seems like. But yeah, Pete Rose, the, dude, sorry. You, sh- you should have done better. <laughs> nice yeah so uh that was a great question that actually no no that was some a debate, great question sparked some hot yeah, takes great question dustin thank you dustin great question yeah great question all right so if anybody can try to top dustin um and he figured it out so i know that we were telling you how to do it but the thing is if you download the anchor fm app so you have to download the app because then it'll actually record your question and put it on our dashboard so we can see it and we can play it through and add it to the episode and do everything that needs to be done for that. 
So if you guys follow us, you know, on Spotify or if you go off of the Facebook group or if you're, you know, watching it from like the web portal or something like that, if you want to add a voicemail, all you have to do is just go download the Anchor FM app, then search for our, you know, podcast, anchor.fm slash normsuckspodcast. Go on there, listen to an episode, and there's a spot that just says record, leave a message. Just leave us a message. It comes through instantly. Um, he actually sent me a text. He said, hey, did you get my message? And it was literally a notification on my phone that I had a new voicemail on the Anchor FM app, and it was it was instant. So it's super easy to do. Uh, we can react with you guys. We can interact with your questions. We can leave it on Twitter. We can we can do a lot of things with these stuff. So if anybody else wants to leave some voicemails, uh, we would greatly appreciate it because – Hey, it, uh, where we have on these uh, beanies that we were talking about with the, the Norm Green Sucks. Okay, so I have patches made. So I have Norm Green Still Sucks podcast patches that are made. And I'm going to get some just plain black beanies and then so sew them on. We can do so some we can have giveaways. Some Is that what you're saying? I think we can do some I think our uh, listeners can uh, I think we could do some stuff with our listeners on Twitter um, with some maybe uh, trivia or basically I feel like we can find some ways to give away some swag. Okay, I like that idea. So what we're going to do um, and we'll kind of give you guys a heads up right now for anybody listening. When this episode drops, so this episode will drop on a Thursday at 9 p.m. Central Time. When this episode drops, as soon as it comes out, we're going to throw a question out on Twitter. So if you guys are remembering the episodes are coming out, everything like that, as soon as this episode drops, there's going to be a question on Twitter. So be ready on Twitter, 9 p.m. Thursday night. That'll be two weeks from now, so oh. when you guys are hearing this it'll be this will be the next it'll be on there right afterwards right after the episode it'll yeah it'll be the next episode when they hear it so when it comes out when this episode comes out after that the next day there's going to be a question and we're going to put the question out and then it's going to come out and first person to answer correctly on twitter follow us at at norm still sucks on twitter Yeah, definitely follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook groups. So Twitter is at Norm Sucks Podcast, Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Um, Facebook groups, just go ahead and search for Norm Green Still Sucks Podcast. And then we'll be able to uh, link you guys through all of those things so you can have a chance at winning some swag. Winning a beanie with the Norm Green Still Sucks Podcast logo on it. That was made by yours truly. Yeah, we, we got to get the we got oh dude I forgot we have now get back conversation to going on we're not even close to it all right have, let's go <laughs> yeah yeah we haven't talked about basketball we have a, that we have a few seasons left on basketball no nine ninety eight ninety nine twenty five and twenty five lockout season only fifty games played so Garnett got paid come on million the year before this he got. Six years, $126 million. He got 
He got a big paid. Has Garnett got money, in. but so there was a salary cap in the NBA. Um, we paid Kevin Garnett pretty much max money, and we couldn't pay anybody else. So we lost Gugliotta to a free agency. Stefan Marbury was traded with Chris Carr to the New Jersey Nets and acquired Terrell Brandon from the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a horrible trade. Like, we couldn't afford to pay Marby. I understand that. But, like, this is like a king's ransom where we, like, literally let him and another player go for nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, we, we broke up pretty much the team of Garnett, Gugliotta, and Marbury that was the the exciting three um, for the last couple of seasons. So they're gone. All we got is Garnett now. They make the playoffs for the third straight year. They lose the first round to the eventual champion, San Antonio Spurs, three games, 2-1. I'm going to correct you. and Because the name is not Marbury, it's Starberry. So. Yeah, it is Starberry. And he had the he had his own sweet Starberry shoes that everybody wanted oh, when hell they were yeah. wearing Jinko jeans back in 1998. If he didn't have and one, tell <laughs> Shout out Jinko. Exactly. Um, actually, let's uh, let's talk about this weekend. So this weekend is a decent time for sports. Uh, um, do you know what's going on tomorrow? Other, you're, you're putting me in a trap because I, most most of our uh, listeners are not going to care about what I care about. But yes, tomorrow is the Daytona 500 for me. So. I just love the feeling of those cars going around the track. Well, and hey, (laughs) with that, with that said, yes, shout out to my favorite driver of all time, and will always be my favorite driver, Jimmy Johnson. Thank you for everything you've done. Um, Now he's driving indie cars. Just model citizen, perfect person, number forty-eight for life. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, great racer, great champion. Um, yeah, sad to not see you in NASCAR anymore, but you've done more for the sport than pretty much anybody that's not named. Yeah, Earnhardt, he won, so he, he won more championships than Earnhardt. Let's just throw that out there. Let's go to the next. Oh, 100%. He won, he, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely he won did more five, winning than, he won than Earnhardt did, but it's him, the Earnhardts, no, it's, it's, and everyone it's else. Jimmy Johnson than everyone else. <laughs> that's true. Dude, the number 48 won five straight championships. Like, that's never happened. <laughs> All right. Like, in sports, can you name something that's ever happened like that? So. I don't think I can. Not without researching some weird so 1950s shout or out, Shout out number like 48. That. We love know. you. But probably You're... not. Oh, man. Oh, that that actually is it, when I said we love you, I was like, oh man, am I inciting a riot? Because last time I heard we love you, a riot was going on. <laughs> That's not funny, but no, Jimmy Johnson, we love you. Uh, absolutely, I love you. So if you ever listen to this podcast, fan for life, wish you luck on your indie career, and I'll be watching. Yeah, definitely. So we lose Kevin. Well, we lose uh, Starberry. 
We lose Googs. We go to 99-2000. We got to get a record here. So 50 and 32. This is our first ever 50-win season. Now we get a draft pick of Wally Zerbiak. Wally Zerbiak. That's that's like the googly auto replacement type of thing is Wally Zerbiak. And I, I like I Zerbiak. I 100% forgot about him until you actually just brought him up. <laughs> no, I remember Wally. Wally was uh, just funny looking white guy that just he hit a jump shot from everywhere. Like, love Wally Zerbiak. So, yeah. So, they for the fourth straight year, the Timberwolves make the playoffs. And for the fourth straight year, the Timberwolves lose in the first round, this time to the Portland Trailblazer, three games to one. But even though the season is over, this is not the most important part of the 99-2000 season. 18 days later, after a 24th surprise birthday party for Kevin Garnett in downtown Minneapolis, Malik Seeley was driving home and was struck by a drunk driver in St. Louis Park and died in a car accident at the age of 30. His number two has been retired by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Garnett even wore number two when he played with the Nets in honor of Malik. He was unaired to wear number two in Boston as it was already retired for Red Arbuck, but he wore number five in Boston. People are saying likely because of the fifth overall pick, but follow me on this. Garnett's number in Minnesota. So that's 21. Garnett wears the number 21 because of Malik Seeley. When he was growing up, he watched Malik Seeley play college basketball, and it basically became his idol. Malik Seeley also wore number 21 throughout his NBA career before coming to Minnesota. But you take number 21, 2, 1, plus 2. So 2 plus 1 plus 2 equals 5. Garnett wears 5 in memory of Malik Seeley, one of his best friends growing up in Minnesota, one of his best teammates that taught Kevin Garnett how to be a superstar, how to be the big ticket, how to actually be the hero of Minnesota. Um, and it's all from rest Malik Seeley. So rest in peace I, to I do have to. Uh... So 2000 to 2001. Timberwolves end the season 47 and 35. Um, to replace late Malik Seeley, they signed Chauncey Billups, great player. So now they got another another great player to go with Garnett and now with um, Zerbiak. So now we have Billups, Garnett, Zerbiak for our new big three. But they needed one more player. And this is where the 2000-2001 season turns into the Norm Green curse. So the Timberwolves are trying to sign previous number one overall, I think a couple years before that, Joe Smith. Absolutely the most vanilla plain name that you can ever think of in the NBA. But this guy was good, and he was wait, wait, wait. He was more vanilla than Ron Johnson. But... No, he he became Sebastian. Ron Thunderbucket Johnson. Thunder yeah, more vanilla than that. <laughs> Sebastian Thunderbucket. Ron Sebastian Thunderbucket Johnson. Yes, shout out to him. I have a Thunderbucket jersey in my closet right now. So, yes, but more vanilla than that. So the thing with Joe Smith is that their first year, he was given a contract for one year. million with Minnesota. 
So, I mean, it's, it's about minimum. It's not like, you know, rookie minimum. It's a little bit higher, but it's not like, you know, it's not like what Garnett's making. But here's the funny thing. He rejected an $80 million contract by Golden State for this. Not to, to be go a to Minnesota wants to live for $1.75 million. <laughs> that's true. But it is, a, I think that that time well, no, was no, Chris Webber. There was no Chris Webber open, was there? Still, like $80 million, dollars, I think I could make it work. I don't think there was a Chris Webber Oakland. I don't remember that. I don't know. He might have been in his early career, but I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just for what some reason that comes to my head when I'm thinking about the the 2000s <laughs> Golden State Warriors, but who knows. But here's the thing with Joe Smith. So what they did is they were contract shaving. So what they did is they had an under-the-table agreement with Joe Smith for his first three years – they were going to be paying him less than $2 million a year. Now, it seems weird because it's like, okay, well, players can sign contracts for whatever they want. But what they were doing is they were following what you would call the bird rule, which is off of Larry Bird. If you have a player signed for three years, when you are set to renegotiate the contract, you can actually go a certain percentage above the salary cap to re-sign your hometown player. So what they were going to do is they were going to sign him for like less than $2 million for three years. And then on the fourth year, they were going to sign him for like $86 million because they didn't have the cap space right now because of the Kevin Garnett um, deal, but they had money later. So what they were doing was just saving money until they could pay him later. And the NBA found out about it because um, Smith's agent was with Kevin Garnett's agent. When Smith left, the agents got mad at each other. There was a lawsuit, and they basically told the NBA about it. The NBA voided all three of the year contracts, fined the Timberwolves $3.5 million, and stripped the Timberwolves of first-round picks in 2001, 2002, 2004, 2005. Owner Glenn Taylor and GM Kevin McHale were suspended from the team for one full year. This move has probably affected the Timberwolves up until present day, missing all of those draft picks and not being able to get a team set for Kevin Garnett during his prime. So, I, no, I, I, I agree with 100% what you they just went, said. And it's, it's, that's the curse right there. Yeah, that is 100% the curse. We have a chance. Like, we could have paid him $5 million, and the NBA probably never would have found out about it. And they, they, they even, what was it? They, they interviewed, I have it here. They interviewed Kevin McHale about it later, and he says he knows of eight yeah. to 10 franchises that already do it. We're just not yeah, very I remember good at that. it. And that's why they got caught. Yeah. So they make the playoffs fifth straight year. And they lose in the first round, fifth straight year. San Antonio, three to one. That year, that was a Lakers year, so didn't really matter that much anyways. 2001, 2002. Joe Smith eventually signs for a legal contract and is an absolute bust. We did all that work to get Joe Smith, and he was a piece of garbage when he made it to the Timberwolves. 
Kevin Garnett and Wally Zerbiak still dominated. Both selected All Stars. They have another fifty year, fifty win season. They go fifty and thirty two. They get to the sixth straight playoff appearance. And for the sixth straight year, they lose in the first round to Dallas, three nothing. Once again, didn't matter. This was a Lakers dominating year. If and anyone finished, listens, Lakers finished if, their if, they, after if anyone season. listens to us, you can see a not pattern. looking good, not looking good. Yeah, yeah, they're seeing a pattern. We've talked about six seasons making the playoffs. And we're talking about six seasons so Losing far. Losing in the first round, first round kind of seems to be Minnesota's thing. <laughs> yeah, with the exception of the Vikings, every major sports team in Minnesota has a very long-standing history of being one and done in the playoffs. The Wild are good at it. The Twins are great at it. The Timberwolves... Well, no, they made the playoffs before they not this past year, but the year before, and they were one done. Because remember, yeah, because remember there was that 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 dramatic game against the Nuggets that they won, so they actually got into the playoffs, and then they got bounced immediately. (laughs) All right, so here's the thing. Like, I understand this this, this <laughs> podcast is about bringing up tough memories, but, like, let's not get personal here, Froves. Like, you're talking – this is you, – you talk about that season where they made it against the Houston Rockets and James Harden and all that, and Rhodes. you're talking about $700 being taken from me that night. Rhodes, this therapy The Minnesota session, Timberwolves man. were plus 700 to win game one. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting personal now. It's getting personal. I was in Las Vegas for game one. I was at the MGM Sportsbook, and I saw that the Timberwolves were playing Houston game one, and I was like, well, we're never going to win the series, but you know what? Maybe we can win game one on the road. Why not? We've Andrew got Wiggins sucks balls. Andrew Wiggins, Cat, Jimmy Butler. Like Andrew- We had a pretty Good and, team for that year. Wow, it's and a good we were bet. plus 700. Plus 700. That's you, a bet that I just always lost. take. I mean, that is what it is. <laughs> and <laughs> so they were winning <laughs> all the way through most of the game. And Vegas was, it's Vegas. They know how to bet. So, like people were betting on the Timberwolves. Like they were like, okay, this is, this got, got a chance. So it was actually a really good atmosphere to be in because most of the people there were rooting for the Timberwolves to win this plus 700 bet and cat can't shoot free throws. Jimmy Butler misses open jumpers. And who was it? Uh, I can't remember. There was, there was a turnover that just like completely destroyed no, me I on remember. the inside forever. And yeah, that's, Dude, That's I remember getting personal right I, now. Like, I, I we can talk about all these games. conversation yeah. during that. Like, I remember feeling you hurt because it was it was a good bet, <laughs> and you had a chance. Just didn't didn't go. It was there. Yep. 
But, you know. I was going to say, don't blame me. We're, we're Fucking blame so. Norm Green. Even dude. that for one game, just to win one game. Like, Nor- Norm Green's the one who's <laughs> he's at fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's true. It is him. It is his curse. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I... I I'm thought we were already there. But... I can't follow up. Let's go on a tangent. Let's do a tangent right now. Um, oh, no. We, we are on a tangent. Let's go to another tangent real quick. Uh, Royal Rumble. It was took place. Yeah, I think it was last. I think a couple weeks ago. Was it two weeks we ago? I think it was last yet. week, I thought. I don't know. It was before. It was good. It was, it was really good. Yeah, it might have been. It was. It was a Sunday, so it it wasn't. It wasn't Super Bowl Sunday, so but it was Sunday. I, I think but it was good. I'm, um, anything that stood out in particular for you for the Royal Rumble? I like her catch, but Bella Blair, like she's she's coming on, man. That that chick is good. Like she's a fantastic athlete. Um, men's side, I didn't care for the ending. Um, I, I think they're trying too hard, but it was good. Yeah, no, I like the ending. I mean, I, I, I knew what was happening when Randy Orton got injured and he was taken out. I'm like, okay, he's going to show up at the end. Like he's gonna be one of the last ones. I did like that he didn't win. I did like the fact that he came See, in. See, that's that's the thing. I don't, edge, I don't like the edge one. Edge still, like I don't. Still I'm winning. not on that. I don't train. like the like that's yeah. not. It, edge is old. Like let's move on. I mean, at, yeah, I, I I didn't like. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and like he was number train. one, so he made it all the way through. Orton was number two. Yeah, and now it's just like, well, what are you going to do for him for WrestleMania? Like, I haven't followed any of the Raw episodes or anything like that, but yeah, I don't I know. I don't think he's up. actually I, made I, I know an official Randy challenge Orton out for WrestleMania yet. I know very large part of all that of I know this. Of. But other than that, I don't know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, because, I mean, he can... McIntyre's, you know, table's open right now. He beat Goldberg, which, I mean... I like the fact that they didn't let Goldberg win again because it just seems to be what they do. But like, it was kind of underwhelming for that, that match because McIntyre pretty much, I don't know, had a normal match. It was nothing too crazy. Well, let's, too let's crazy. actually open up I that conversation. That there was going to be a cash in, but there was no cash Because I think Goldberg is um, a very interesting subject because from what I continue to hear is that no one wants to work with Goldberg. Like, they actually think he's clumsy. They worry about him. Like, they actually think they're in danger when they work with him. How do you feel about Goldberg? He does a lot not of dangerous good. spots. Like, and I don't think it's on purpose. I just think that he's no, just they, not. They, but they. He's not there but they anymore. Said that like, it's not. Like, like, a lot of older superstars career, can fake it. This was the deal. But he can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. 100%. Like, even him going through the WCW stuff, like, he had some. Dangerous. He he like, missed. He would miss. Like I don't know, you call moves or something like that, and like he almost killed the Undertaker. Yeah, 
Yeah, or like he wouldn't he wouldn't finish it, and he would be lazy on a couple like of his jackhammers, and like he had a couple good ones, but most of them were not good. Um, I'm pretty sure against Drew McIntyre, he got knocked out on that first claymore because it looked bad, and I don't think he moved quick enough. And I think Drew actually hit him with the claymore uh, right away that first one because Goldberg was like kind of out on his feet for a while after that. And if it's not, it was an excellent sell, like an excellent sell because he was woozy. McIntyre actually checked on him real quick. So I, I, I think there was contact there, but he still looked off the entire match anyways, even if it wasn't because of that. And I, I'm sick of Goldberg. Like I don't well, really need him anywhere around any of this anymore for um, it to be entertaining for me. Yeah. AEW, like, John Moxley. Shout out to AEW. Congratulations on uh, being a new father here soon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's got a baby on the way. Cody Rhodes has a baby on the way. Um, it's the it's the COVID baby making season, I guess. So, congratulations to yeah, them on their sure. babies. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch just had a baby born. So, yeah. I guess if there's no, Shout there's no crowds the and there's no fans, it's time for we the can't wait superstars to, have to make back. some babies. And... The, the, yeah. The women's division. Exactly. Is like, I thought so she was coming out for the Royal Rumble right now. I thought like, she was actually going to come out for it. Bring back Becky Lynch, just kicking people's ass. Like, let's do it. Like, come on, let's go. Like, right now. <laughs> um, no, AEW. AEW yep, has done nothing. Exactly. Yeah, no, AEW is the gold standard right now. Wait, uh, can you think of anything they've done bad? Yeah, hundred percent by far. Not to the sense of like anything that WWE has been doing. So I mean, they have they have a few things that like there's there's a few storylines like this whole. Yeah. MJF and Sammy and Sammy leaving the inner circle and there's like tension within them. I, I, I find it kind of silly, but like, I understand what they're doing. They're building up a match and they're building up like a new like faction, but I, I don't know. It just seems, it seems way too like way too like not scripted because I mean, of course, but okay, it seems so way too obvious question. where it's going to go, where it's not going to be as much of a surprise. On my favorite wrestler. It, so, do you know my favorite wrestler? No, in all wrestling, currently. In AEW? What if he goes AEW? Where do Daniel you see Bryan. him fitting, and does he fit? So, I think he fits because when he was... Like before WWE, he was a wrestler and he still was good on the independent and he was good on whatever he was doing before that. Like if he comes into AEW and just is Brian Danielson and he's not Daniel Bryan and he's he's something else or he's just himself, like as a technical wrestler, I think he'll do just fine. If he has to come in as a gimmick, 
that's when it's going to be WCW, and that's when it's going to like ruin careers but, coming into it. Because, but like, you don't think that he's Rusev come in as Daniel really Bryan? I think he actually could come in as, he's in as Daniel Bryan. Like, I actually think he could actually pull it over. I think he could basically do a Razor Ramon from WWF to WWE or WCW, like that type of style. You don't think he could? But I think he could, and it, that would be a big deal. So I don't think he needs to. I think. Uh, yes, absolutely. I don't like, and I know I like this is your favorite wrestler, so I know you're Homer on it and everything like that. But like, oh, he's, yeah. So, yeah, but I don't absolutely. think like I think his wrestling alone is enough for him to do it. I and I don't think he- I don't think AEW gains anything. By saying that they have Daniel Bryan, I don't think a I don't think I AEW cares. That, I don't think that like, they're actually competition for I WWE. I think they're they think that they're the better than WWE already. You, I don't think they're not better if you have the yes movement all of a sudden show up when when he comes up with the yeses and like I I don't know. I mean, what I don't he's, want I, the the thing is with his gimmick. His gimmick is his gimmick. But he's good wrestler, so like he backs his gimmick. So like I don't know if he came into AEW with the Yes Movement, I think they could really work with that. I don't think the gimmick is needed, and I think he would actually be better without the gimmick in a new stage because what i'm afraid of is i'm afraid of the monday night wars when every single persona we goes to are, wcw but we love the exact same persona but it's like kind of watered down where it's like no i didn't. but i hated when the ultimate it warrior was the same like, it was better it. actually i hated when bret hart like, went there we, it just wasn't the same dude, we skipped school to watch bret hart in wcw Bret Hart was horrible in WCW. Yeah, because he was my favorite wrestler, but like they they destroyed him. How so? Like he wasn't the Bret Hart of WWF when he went to WCW. So you remember him coming out with the stupid leather jackets and trying to be cool and not being the the hitman and everything like that. And then like they put they I don't know. Like WCW was making sure that their boys were given a better chance than the WWF boys were like, they were taking the names and they were taking the fans and they were taking the stuff. But like, you could tell that like the guys that came over, like when macho came over, he was not given as big of a thing as macho deserved. When Hogan came over, Hogan was the biggest thing, but he didn't get it until the NWO started. And the Warrior did nothing when he came over. Bret Hart was kind of put to the shadows for a little bit with WCW. And I don't know if it was part of the way maybe maybe the wrestlers didn't want to work because they were given all these guaranteed contracts. But it just didn't seem that it was as... It wasn't the same product as what I got from them in WWF. And it wasn't as exciting of a product as I got from them. Like WCW in a whole was more exciting but the guys that came over after the outsiders thing 
it seemed like we were getting like yeah, the wish.com version of those guys. Just on the simple premise they got that everyone. watching those guys, like watching WCW versus watching WWF or WWE. I believe it was WWF at the time still. It was better. Like WCW was better. It like they had better yeah. storylines. They had better wrestling matches. It, it was just better. So, like I, I feel like you just kind of brought a whole hate campaign on WCW when WCW was better. It just was. Oh no! By far, the promotion was one hundred percent better, but the superstars that came over from WWF wait, into WCW wait, wait, wait. Actually, were let me not stop you too, as because good you of superstars as they were in Bret WWF. Bret Hart didn't go to WCW because he just wanted to bail. Bret Hart got screwed the fuck over. Yep. So it's not like Bret Hart just bailed. Oh yeah, yeah, Montreal Screwjob, hundred percent. Brett the Hitman Hart actually he went to W and he was good in WCW. They treated him well. Yeah. Well, they treated him well, but they, he wasn't he wasn't up there with Hogan. I mean, they had two. It's, it, they had so many people in the pot, so it was like kind of tough to like bring anybody up because they still had, you know, the. Stings, I thought they, they did pretty the well with him because had, I mean, what Hogan they were was doing running was, the show like, with like, Hogan, left and right. That was a takeover type situation. He he didn't fit into that, and then the other stuff like that's kind of where he yeah. fit in. I think he was U.S. champion for a long time. Am I correct? Yes, he was. He, he held the US WCW for a few times, and he was. And there was always the wonder if WCW. he was going to go to the Wolfpack or and not. A world, and a world, and he won the big gold in WCW. Him also. and DDP, those were the two. Yeah. Yep. But going back to AEW, so this is kind of what I'm thinking about. This is unless they start getting, like another show or they start getting, you know, more, I don't know, another, another program or something like that where they have different brands. I don't want them to get too many superstars that kind of like blends the pot. Like I like, I think they're at a good amount right now because they have, they still have so much stuff that they can't show and they have AEW dark, which is great, but like it doesn't get to the mainstream people that watch it on TNT and I don't want like a lot of these guys, like a lot of the younger guys and a lot of the up and coming guys that are going to be the future of AEW. I don't want them to be put to the back burner because they want to take another yeah. WWE superstar yeah. um, out of their prime. Cause it's just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's what WWE did. And now they have nobody. Like, they have nobody for up and coming that are going to be the face of the franchise. That's why The Rock has to keep showing back up. That's why John Cena has to keep showing back up. Because they don't have anybody, like, Roman Reigns isn't the one to take that torch. Like, they don't have anybody to be the Hulk Hogan of this era right now. And it's because they've just, like, overwhelmed the low cards and so the mid cards. And they the way don't, don't have the... 
you know, super high superstars. As far as it goes when it comes to WWE, they how do I put this? They made their bed. Like they decided on certain people and cast off certain people, and the people they cast off, they missed on. They screwed up. Like AEW, so good. And like you missed on Cody Rhodes, yeah. period. Like you're going to have to deal with that your entire fucking franchise because Cody Rhodes is a fucking gem. You mean? <laughs> no, I mean Cody Rhodes. You mean, you mean Stardust? <laughs> exactly. They thought yeah, he was Stardust. It, uh, and that's Cody Rhodes absolute, is. I mean, I mean, that's walking on Dusty's grave right now. He is one that. of the most special wrestlers, like that there is out there. Personally, uh, my thought, like he he's something different. He brings something to the table, and guess what? Now he has an entire wrestling organization because someone saw that he is different. I mean, uh, like, I mean, we can go through all of the different uh, wrestlers in AEW, but I mean, they're definitely people you just see something different in them. Like, I mean, we could go, uh, let's just keep it super simple. Like, after going through Cody Rhodes, let's, John Moxley, I mean, it's simple. Like, the dude is just a maniac, he wants to fight people. It, it, they kept it that simple. Okay, let's let him go fight people. Yep. And I can attest firsthand that before he goes out to every match, he takes a super long pull on Jack Daniels. And as soon as he leaves the match, he takes another super long pull of Jack Daniels. Because on the Chris Jericho cruise, I was sitting backstage and I watched him go in and out backstage. And he had his bottle of Jack oh, right that makes by me the so curtain. Happy. That when he came no back idea. in, he just downed his yeah. bottle of Jack, and he's like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Chris Jericho cruise. Probably the best time of my life, and I hope it happens again in October because I've it's supposed to, it was supposed to be last week. Hey, shout out to and the they've Jericho delayed it to October, so shout hopefully I can go on my cruise Jericho in October. Period for being the one of best the greatest wrestlers of all time, and we appreciate everything. You have done for wrestling. So shout out to Chris Jericho. Shout out to Fozzie. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of shout outs, let's get our shout out of the week going on right now. Come on, I'm talking to you. Shout out, shout out. Okay, so we got a new thing coming out now. Each week, we're going to be throwing a shout out. We're going to be throwing you on Twitter. We'll be using your Twitter handle, and we'll try to get you some followers. You can get us some followers, and we are going to have some fun with some shout outs. The first shout out that I'm going to do goes out to Chelsea. Her Twitter is at Chelsea Noche, K-N-O-C-H-E. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. She is a Vikings fan. She is following us on Twitter, and she's coming from Oklahoma. So we definitely have some yeah, different my regionals, not just Minnesota to, uh, people listening. At so Vegas Nightly, shout out to you, Chelsea. Frogs, who you got for a shout out? Um, these guys, they they're they're 
I remember when they started this podcast and they've been doing solid for my Las Vegas Knights, uh, pretty much nonstop. So Vegas Knightly, we're listening. Yeah, and they also follow us on Twitter. So at Norm Sucks Podcast on Twitter. If you follow us, you will have a chance on being on this absolute amazing Tears for Fears shout out of the week. So let's get back to basketball. I've got one more season to talk about. So we've got six straight years, six straight playoff appearances, six straight first round finishes. You don't have to be a genius to figure out how this next year is going to go. Cause this is the last year of what we're talking about on this episode. This is 2002, 2003 Timberwolves and this regular season 51 and 31 Garnett gets the all-star game MVP. He is second in regular season MVP voting besides Tim Duncan. So Garnett absolute tears the league apart this season. Seven straight playoff appearances. They get the fourth seed in the West, so they finally get home court advantage. Um, but who do they get to face? The three-time defending, three-time, three-time, three-time defending well. champion Los Angeles Lakers. Kobe, Shaq, Fisher, Robert Ory, Big Shot Rob, and the best dancer on that Laker team, Mark Madsen. They lost in the first round of the Lakers. Four games to two. Seven straight years. Seven straight playoff appearances. Seven straight first-round exits for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Seven is not very lucky for the Timberwolves. Seven is not very lucky for Minnesota. Um, we have a seven in the rafters that is Neil Broughton. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Norm Green. Retired with the Dallas franchise, not with the Minnesota franchise. We have a seven in Joe Maurer. Thanks, Norm Green. We have a seven in Joe Maurer. We know how that's turned out for Minnesota. So seven is not very lucky for Minnesota right now, and we definitely did not do good for seven straight playoff appearances and seven straight first-round exits for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's great. I got nothing. (laughs) Absolutely great. Got nothing? Let's do another mom question. So she's been on fire now. She's actually responded back to all of our questions and answers. Um, we got the most recent no, one the other day is that this. she likes pepperoni pizza. So, so if any, if any of you guys are keeping track of mom questions. question now. They answer on our Twitter. See what mom says. You Ooh, get it right. I like that. You go ahead. Yep. <laughs> we'll get oh, some swag. Guess what my mom says. Guess what my mom says. And we'll give you some Twitter. You'll give some Twitter swag. Okay, guys. All right, so this is going to be good. So what we're going to do is we'll post the question after this episode no, comes no, out, no, no, and we'll post no, the mom they, question. We and we'll post, post the question. They have to listen to us to actually hear it. So, yeah, we'll post that, and then you guys can answer. Oh, I like okay. that. Okay, all right, yeah, let's go with that. So we're just going to put mom question, and then you guys can respond to the mom question of the week on Twitter. And if you get it right, we'll get you some swag. So this week's mom question is going to be, hey, mom, what's your favorite sport? (laughs) She does like a lot of sports. She does. She has been to baseball. She's been to football. Um, She's been to, I mean, we're from 
you know, state of hockey. We grew up with high school hockey all the time. So she's definitely a hockey fan. Basketball, we've been to basketball games. Um, I know she's more of a watch from home, watch on TV while we go to the games, but she definitely has made many cities trips with us for basketball games, right. hockey games, football games, baseball games. So you got one so, four chance on trying to pick which sport my mom likes the best and maybe win some this swag. Is new. I like that. Win some swag for but yeah, good, good for the mom mom's that's, opinion. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Guess what my mom says for winning swag. That's See? always good. Um, hockey news. So COVID has destroyed the wild season so far. Um, the Knights have played through. Yeah, they missed some games. They yep. had some gold uh, helmets that I thought were actually pretty cool. What so do you think about the gold my helmets? friends I didn't at Vegas Nightly, uh, from what I've seen from them, the shout out we gave out to at Vegas Nightly, fantastic people. I I'm a, I'm I disagree. I like them. I, I think they're cool. <laughs> like, I I don't know. I mean, I, we're Las Vegas. Like, get as gaudy as you can get. Like, that's Vegas. Like, <laughs> get as obnoxious as you can be. I will agree with that. The, the gold only jerseys thing that with I think the they gold is they didn't yeah. do it on the the opening night with the gold jerseys. Oh, that would have been perfect. It would have been yeah, super obnoxious. So I mean, I I like them. Um, I I understand that like it's them and Notre Dame. They're the only two teams that have done like actual reflective gold helmets. So I always think back to Notre Dame for it. But I, I, I like them. Um, I don't think it's going to be a full time thing. thing. I think this is kind of going to be a one off. Um, I think they will. I think it'll be like a game here and a game there, though. One one season. I don't think they're going to use it beyond this season. Yeah, that's true. But the Wild um, still haven't played yet. They've been off for whew, a couple weeks now. I think they're set to play in three days, the 16th or 17th against LA. Um, but the funny thing is, is like, so we've had some stints. Colorado's had some stints. Uh, Vegas missed a little bit too. But the people that are taking the brunt of it right now is the Arizona, Phoenix, Glendale, Coyotes, whatever you want to call them. So they've had to play the Blues. As this week <laughs> ends, they were already have played the Blues seven out of their ten times for the season because they've had nobody else to play. So like they're just getting pounded by the St. Louis Blues right now. Um, they got to wear their reverse retro jerseys the other night, and they looked absolutely awesome on the ice. Those purple, could like the old peyote coyote, and yeah. They look really good, but uh, okay. Still had to play the blues, so they're not doing that so well. Can I give you a um, very so unpopular can back, position? Can, you know, maybe give some wins. I to I hate the, the reverse retros for the Coyotes. Don't like them at all. Go for it. However, I love the Kachina jerseys. Just do them home and away. Like the reverse retro can be. I, I, I agree. Know. I love the Kachina jerseys. But I think those right should be now. the normal But if you have them. the other, I don't know. I just hate that white jersey that they have. It's so fucking sick. It's so disgusting. Like, I don't know why they changed their fucking logo even. Other hockey news. Um, so, college hockey is still going through, which is good because last year 
UND was the consensus number one overall, and they didn't get to play for a national championship. So I think they got robbed out of a, their ninth national championship. Um, but they're going to try for it again this year. And the NCHC tournament is actually set to be played in Grand Forks at Ralph Ingleset Arena for a limited amount of fans. And I know when tickets go on sale, I'm going to be trying to get some tickets for that because I am off the weekend of the frozen face-off. So I think I'll be heading up north and trying to watch some hockey for the first time. So you're going to bring me a sandwich? Over 380 days. So I'm pretty excited that there's an opportunity <laughs> to see hockey coming up soon. Uh, of course, I'm going to go to Grand Junction and bring you back a sandwich. And I'm going to go to Red Pepper and I'm going to fill my face with Red Pepper. And then I'm going to get myself a Grand Junction sandwich because if you're not from the northern half of Minnesota or the northern half of North Dakota, one, you have no idea how good Red Pepper is. So, and two, you this have is no not idea advertisement, but how great absolutely Grand an advertisement. Are. If you ever in the Fargo or Grand Forks area, you go to Red Pepper or you go to Grand Junction. And man, you're gonna get the best sub. You're gonna get the best taco. Like, I, I I can't say enough good things about these two places. Like, I don't go back to Grand Forks very often, but man, if I go there, oh, those two places that are musts. Like, so anyone listening, go to Grand Junction, go to Red Pepper. They're fucking fantastic. They are not paying us to tell you that. Just do it. No, they just did. It's my whole life, 100%. You know, it also is an absolute staple for going up north is hearing this song. If that does not take you down memory lane, I don't know what does. If you don't get chills about thinking about the first intermission in between a North Dakota fighting Sioux hockey game you have not and waiting for the it. players to come out while listening well, to Phil Collins in the air tonight, you so have if not you are actually read. a student at North Dakota and I'm talking to you, everyone who has actually listened to to this podcast that is a University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux student. You know the ritual. You have to get out of your seat right at end of period. You go and buy your big ass beer and you just kill that shit and then you go back to your seat. Yep. Once the lights go you out and you know Phil Collins is coming on, you're like, I gotta yeah, get back to just how it works. You gotta be in there <laughs> I mean, and you gotta be ready when you go. If, if, you, if you went to school at the University of North Dakota, you that's the best. It. And by the way, <laughs> University of North Dakota fighting Sue. Sue, yeah, yeah. Yes, Sue, Sue. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I don't care, but suck it, Gophers, because you are not ranked number two in the nation right now. North Dakota is ranked two in the nation, and you are not the top Minnesota school ranked in the nation. You are not the second-ranked Minnesota school in the nation. You are the third-ranked Minnesota school in the nation right now. Number one, Boston College. They suck. 
They suck. Suck Boston College. Number two, North Dakota. When, when number three, Minnesota State Mankato. Number four, Duluth. Number five, University of Minnesota Twin Cities. Credit. Well, uh, as last, of last, last night, time I saw we it just, we just won Boston swept College Denver, too. so this isn't updated since Minnesota sweeping Denver, five. but this is last night after beating Denver game one. Yeah, that's what that's what I was looking at is USCHO. Like North Dakota. So was I don't one. know if it's by pairwise, but this was by the USCHO uh rankings. Okay. Well, okay. I mean well uh, we have the internet. I might as well look it up. Cool. That's fine. We're still ahead in Minnesota, that's all that matters. You might as well look it up. We already have 13 wins, so we're already eligible for postseason play, depending on what they do. Um, there are a few teams that are actually not eligible for postseason play yet, um, and most of them are out of the WCHA. Bemidji's doing pretty rough. Michigan Tech, I think, only has eight games played so far. Lake Superior, not good. University of Boston is, I think they just got their 13th game, but yeah, shout out to the NCHC by doing the bubble to start the season because – with the exception of Colorado College, most of the teams have been able to play all the way through, and we haven't had many many delays or cancellations for that. So I will give the NCHC the top conference in the nation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, due credit back, for doing what they're doing. And WCHA, back when the that was the conference, they ruined that, was, college that was shit. Like, that's, there's never going to be anything better than that. Well, let's talk about this. Let's look at the top ten. So we have North Dakota, Mankato, Duluth, Minnesota, St. Cloud, Wisconsin, all in the top 10, all ex-WCHA teams. Okay, so I do have the current Not one as current of WCHA February team 8th. It does have 10. Boston College at 1, North Dakota at 2, Minnesota State at 3, Duluth at 4, then the Dumbass Gophers at 5. Then six St. Cloud, seven those Scannies. Okay, and then it goes down yep. from there. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's the same rankings that I got. So, but I would say that after yeah, we, we just swept right. Denver, College I think hockey. we can definitely call we're ourselves still that we're going to be number one as of tomorrow morning. We so. are the fighting Go Sioux Sioux. of fucking North Dakota. Don't ever take that away from us. We are not the fighting Hawks. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doesn't matter what you call it's good us. Good that we are on the explicit side of Anchor FM. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Every time I listen to the episode, I actually have to re-click the explicit part. So, as long as I don't forget to do that for this episode, we should be good. Dude, I don't know, man. It's an. Yeah, but I don't I have like anything else. I like. I like. Episode, a, I actually appreciate everyone who's listening to us. Go out with. Once again, I'll go out uh, at Froves at. J Rhodes Real on Twitter, his up and at Norm Sucks Podcast. His up. You got it. You got it. At Norm Sucks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Check out us on Facebook groups. Um, we actually had some pretty good movement on Facebook groups. I think we added 10 new users in the last 24 hours. So that's actually that's actually pretty cool. So hopefully we can get some more on Facebook. I know our Twitter is our biggest following. Well, um, but I like having it on all the different avenues because some people also, don't have like Twitter, I, I want some people only have Facebook, extra some people shout only out have Instagram. Dustin, uh, us, we're trying uh, to get it so we can get uh, everybody voicemail evolved. 
I would. Yep. We love that. Thank you. We appreciate it. And other people should do it more often. Like we. Yes, you rock, dude. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll play it again. Yep. We need more Peace. voicemails. We'll play it next week. And that's it. I am out. Um, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back with you next week. I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. Look forward for more episodes. Also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Thank you. Have a good day. Norm sucks. Norm sucks. Norm